Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. First Republic, PacWest, Silicon Valley Bank, just a few of the latest casualties in the banking crisis. Don't wait for the email reading, sorry, your account has been frozen. Your accounts aren't safe. Call American Alternative Assets at 866-3USA-GOLD to claim your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, call now, 866-387-2465. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. President Trump exonerated in special counsel John Durham's report on the origins of Crossfire Hurricane, the Russia collusion hoax. But why didn't Durham charge DOJ and FBI officials and agents? That'll be debated by historians for decades to come, as will the role of the corporatist news media that facilitated and supported the conspiracy to overthrow President Trump. That conspiracy led by the Marxist Dems and the Deep State originated by Hillary Clinton and her campaign, complicit throughout the left-wing national corporatist media. The two largest and most politically powerful newspapers, the New York Times and Washington Post, both received Pulitzers for their reporting, their coverage of the Russia collusion hoax. Still, to this day, they haven't acknowledged their complicity in the conspiracy and the plot to destroy Donald Trump as candidate and president. And to this point, they're not heeding the calls of both Republicans and Democrats to return those Pulitzer Prizes. In fact, the Jeff Bezos-owned Washington Post put out a statement saying the Post stands by its reporting. The Post standing by its reporting of lies. No wonder the fake news is held in such low regard by a large majority of Americans. President Trump benefiting by the special counsel's devastating assessment of both the FBI and DOJ, declaring that no investigation of Trump should have even been started. And the latest polling from Morning Consult has President Trump polling at 61% among Republican primary voters, 45 points ahead of second-place Ron DeSantis. President Trump is well on his way to the 2024 nomination, and ultimately the 2024 presidency. I believe most of us would say he deserves that for being cheated out of his re-election in 2020. Turning now to an issue that 2024 voters might find troubling, the wokening of our military. As if the U.S. Navy hasn't had enough backlash from their use of a drag queen to promote Navy recruitment. The Navy's Office of Naval Intelligence hosting a party an intelligence community, quote, pride ally engagement, end quote, event. The purpose of the event was to use inclusive language to reflect the existence of transgender, non-binary, and intersex individuals. End quote, I kid you not. 
Our guest today is the best-known U.S. Navy SEAL, and this American hero has had enough of just how woke the military has become, in particular, the U.S. Navy. Our guest is Rob O'Neill, former SEAL Team 6 and host of the Operator Podcast. Rob, it's great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. Thank you for having me, Lou. I appreciate it. We appreciate your time. I I have to compliment you first off. Uh, Your tweet on... uh, Fabulous versus ferocious. If if you could share that with our audience, what what I came up with is that as far as, the pillars of our uh, our navy, especially our forward defense, alliance, solidarity, and deterrence. And the best way to avoid a war is to look tough. And, and you know, and then now we have a drag queen apparently doing our recruiting. And I said we need to be ferocious, not fabulous. And that's that's the whole <laughs> that kind of sums it all up right there. And it's again, it's uh it's uh. As far as recruiting, we're going to get the best to serve and the best retention as long as we promote what the military is supposed to do, and that is defense, and, and if we need to fight, and that's that. And, I, I, you know, I think everyone did what I did when they read your tweet, just laughed out loud. Uh, it, it, it was terrific. Uh, it was also so spot on because the, the what the Navy is going through now with a, uh, as you put it, a drag queen who is uh, fabulous uh, as a recruiting uh, ambassador makes, to me, absolutely no sense. Uh, What has happened to the military? Because it's not just the Navy. Uh, All of the services seem to be missing their recruiting goals. They don't seem to see any correlation between awful leadership at the very top. I'm talking about civilian leadership as well as uh, general staff officers. It's horrible. What are we going to do? We're we've been uh, missing our recruiting goals for a while, and it's precisely because of this woke stuff and because of the the just some of the nonsense training. Like you can't go on your this combat deployment until you fill out a com- uh, command climate survey, so we know how everyone's feeling. Uh, stuff like that. I, I saw it when I was leaving the Navy in 2012. Uh, they're, they're just having us do training that is unnecessary. It's, it's little things that we don't need that we already know. Um, but we saw it happening then, but then it, it, you know, it builds up w- with the wokeness and then with uh, um, the vaccine mandate and they're kicking people out. For st- I had guys that were leaving and we're talking almost to 20 years as Navy SEALs that were getting out early because they couldn't take the poor leadership at the very top. I'm not talking the mid-level leadership. We're talking the guys in D.C. that, uh, you know, park at the Pentagon, go in and get one of their very expensive espressos and then talk about how cool they are. They're just they're making bad decisions based on on uh, political reasons. And it comes from the top because when you get to a certain level as an officer, you want to either get your next star or you want to get uh, become a senator or get your really good job at uh, Booz Allen Hamilton. So you're going to say what the politicians want you to say and the politicians want you to be woke because they want to get reelected. And it's a, it's a vicious cycle. We would see this happening in at Bagram Airfield where there's people there that don't need to be there that making decisions. We would call them the self-licking ice cream cone. They're just there and that's it. <laughs> I've never heard that one, but I <laughs> let me gather myself up here just uh, for just a moment there, Rob. Uh, let's talk about those fabulous uh, leaders uh, in the Pentagon. And I, I'm thinking about Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense. I'm thinking about uh, Mark Milley, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. 
I have never seen so much ideology and woke attitude uh, on the part of anyone in the Department of Defense previously. This is a, this is a Pentagon that is an embarrassment uh, to, I think, to all of us. Your thoughts? Well, with, as far as uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, he first came out saying he didn't know what white rage is and he wants to understand it. That's an issue right there because um, th that's not an issue in the military. I I served I served with with white guys, black guys, Asians. I served. I know damn well some of my guys were gay. None of us cared about any of that stuff. All we cared about is if I get shot and I'm still wearing my gear, can you carry me back to my family? And that's it. And then you get with this uh, the drag queen. Again, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs saying, uh, well, I didn't know that was happening. If you don't know the digital recruiting of one of the branches of service, what else don't you know that's happening? I mean, that's a very minute thing that you would think not only would your junior leader squash, but they would at least inform you, hey, someone thought this was a good idea. And I just want to let you know, sir, that I canceled it. It's, it's a, a remarkable time we live in, isn't it? Because we're pretending that our puppet president isn't impaired and isn't run by a Marxist cabal of some sort uh, that also runs a Democratic Party. Uh, we're pretending that Lloyd Austin uh, is a, a distinguished leader of the United States military, the most powerful in the world, and that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff he isn't really having a, he isn't really being ghosted by his Chinese counterparts, which he is. Uh, this is a, a point. This looks to me like the lowest point I can remember for the U.S. military uh, in our in our history, our modern history, certainly. Yeah, this is uh, and they're pretending they don't see the socialist, communist, Marxist stuff happening that actually started happening maybe 60 years ago under the uh, the Soviet Union, not Russia. And they were calling it the, the demoralization of a population. It's a it's a standard KGB tactic where the uh, ideological um, subversion, you 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 in you come inside and then you make people want to hate each other, hate your country and think you're bad. And it that the first part of it, the ideological subversion, they said it it takes about 20 years to to have it take effect. And back in 1984, when uh, Yuri Bezmenov was a KGB officer was interviewed, he said it's already happening. And that's in 1984. And it's a result of communism coming in here, filling us with bad ideas, and, and biff, bam, boom, it's 2023, and we have people up there dressed like Darth Vader because of, uh, of a COVID virus that China started, and then we're trying to wonder which bathroom should we all use. It, it, it's extraordinary, and to think that this military, uh, we have it's a huge budget, but we have carriers that cost $20 billion and still aren't fighting ships. And I'm talking about the Gerald Ford uh, debacle uh, that the aircraft carrier folks uh, that took, what, 20 years to get to the to get on station. Uh, we are just watching every kind of, uh, of evidence of incompetence uh, and in the in the military. I, I don't trust the admirals to put together a plan for a ship. Uh, we are, I don't trust the Air Force to get caught up on hypersonic missiles right now. And the military industrial complex is having its way uh, with the Pentagon budget, I think. Well, that's that's definitely happening. And I mean, they can't account for 60% of their assets. And the, the thing with the military industrial complex, when I when I first joined the military in 1996, I didn't want to believe that was real. But now, you know, that I'm out for a, a long time and looking back, 
the realization I've come up with as far as, and I've seen fraud, waste, and abuse based on contracts. And the whole thing with a budget is if you don't spend exactly or more than, than you did last year, you're not going to get a, a, a budget. It is um, just because a war ends doesn't mean the contracts do. So we need to keep pumping out tanks and planes and missiles. And that's part of the reason you leave stuff in Afghanistan. And, and then you start a proxy war somewhere else or the fear of war somewhere else. So you can keep making all this new stuff. They were talking about sending Abrams tanks, brand new ones to Ukraine when we already have thousands of them in Europe. Just because of our um, commitment to NATO, but nobody wants to talk about that because if, if we just start being smart about it, someone's not getting paid. Yeah, well, getting paid is important. And right now, uh, reports that were munitions, uh, ammunition uh, in short supply uh, across our military. And that should never happen, uh, particularly in peacetime, quote unquote. Yeah. There should never be a shortage of anything, especially with our budget, especially with some of the stuff we're wasting money on. Again, like the training, um, instead of sitting in a, in a even Navy SEAL sitting in a in an office space taking tests about uh, don't ask, don't tell, um, they should be you know come to work, go to the weight room, get breakfast, go to the range, shoot, talk tactics, go to lunch, come back, more tactics, go home, and then repeat the next day. And it's very very simple. One. One of the reasons that we were really good as a SEAL team was because uh, we mastered the basics. Get good. Don't don't overcomplicate everything. Master the basics. Like when people asked, they asked me, "Well, Osama bin Laden's compound was was big and complex. How did you guys clear it uh, so well?" And I said, "Well, what we did is, if the guy in front of me went left, I went right, and then we just kept doing that over and over." You make it sound so simple. I, I love it. Uh, we are talking with Rob O'Neill. He is the host of the Operator Podcast. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to ask you to stay with us right where you are because we're coming right back. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is a warning, my fellow Americans. The news just broke and it's grim. The banking collapse of 2023 is now more devastating than the banking collapse of 2008. First Republic, PacWest, Silicon Bank, just a few of the latest casualties in this banking crisis. And don't wait for the email reading, quote, sorry, your account has been frozen, end quote. Take action now to protect what we've all worked so hard to build. Believe me, you can protect your wealth by utilizing a straightforward tax loophole that's entirely legal. Call my friends at American Alternative Assets. Ask them for your free wealth protection guide. Call 866 the number 3 USA Gold. That's right. Call now 866-386-2465. 
This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without tax consequence. Call American Alternative Assets at 866-3USA-GOLD to claim your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, call now, 866-387-2465. We're back now with the operator podcast, Rob O'Neill. Rob, it is great to have you with us, and thanks so much for uh, coming back to the the Great America Show. Uh, let's talk about uh, all that's happening with Ukraine. We find out we do have, it turns out, special forces in Ukraine. Uh, training, we're told, and everyone can put quotes around that. Uh, we also find out we've got troops in Sudan. We've got them all over the all over the world. And there's no discussion of it. There's no foreknowledge of it, at least for the American public. How in the world can the Pentagon even keep track of uh, every company uh, of Marines, uh, every uh, unit of the SEALs, where they are and what they're doing? I mean, they can't. I mean, this is incredible to me to think this country at peace, again, in quotes, with our troops all over the world. Uh, it's you know it, it comes with delegation and again at the not so senior level of leadership but like at the seal team six level they're really really efficient at what they do and they have an, an eye on all of their guys but um as, as far as the public knowing which we should know which like the press's job is to tell us what's happening we we've been fighting in in yemen and somalia i mean somalia says 1993 and we have bases in in different places around there drone strikes in yemen we have troops right now in syria still there's troops in iraq uh you know we don't have eyes on afghanistan where isis is forming up again but uh, it doesn't surprise me at all to hear that we have troops in ukraine i mean we're at the point now where we have civilians in ukraine that are former military we don't know who's funding them uh some of them are self-funding some of them are probably contractors all over africa uh you know different west africa central africa sub-saharan africa and we've got people everywhere um and we're just kind of, I mean, we're spread out. And I, I don't want to say we're spread thin, but I know, you know, I, I got out in 2012, August of 2012, and I'm still tired after 13 deployments. And there's guys that are on my team that are still serving there. I don't know where they are, and I would never, ever put them in danger. And they're doing a great job. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a round the clock job. For, and, and that's not just the shooters. That's talking about you, you need support. You need intelligence. You, you need a way to get there. You need pilots and air crew. And, you know, because they're not just walking in Syria. They've got the best pilots in the world and they're fighting ISIS. They're, they're getting spread thin. And again, it's with the, uh, the redundancy. Do we really need people everywhere like this? The war on terror. I mean, we, you know, we tried that for 20 years in Afghanistan. How, how'd that go? Yeah, it was uh, no wonder, no wonder David Petraeus uh, wrote his famous uh, uh, doctrine, the long war, which became the doctrine for the United States military. The longer the war, the better it is. I always thought that was the dumbest thing I had ever heard. Uh, yeah, that's that's not smart. You'll, you, yeah, that's the, long, the no. The shorter the war, the better it is. You should go in, break stuff, kill people, and then leave. Um, I heard a great quote that I, I wanted to steal. I think yesterday from General Stan McChrystal, who said, uh, "You don't get famous for doing things right. You get famous for the one you screw up." <laughs> well, he he should know. I, I mean, he, well. He, I still think he was doing it right. I think he was one of our best generals. That's why President Obama had to get rid of him. Yeah, naturally, naturally. Uh, he's uh, well. He and I have a history, so we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, he and I have a history. He's, he's, I'm not sure if he likes me anymore. 
Well, you know, but the fact is, I, I respect him for his service, and and I and I'm grateful to him uh, for his service. But uh, you know, another great quote is, and again, I'm stealing quotes here. Is uh, you'd uh, you wouldn't care what people think of you if you realized how little they do. <laughs> I like that. I hadn't heard that one, and I'm going to steal it. Absolutely, <laughs> I stole it from somebody smarter than me. Yeah, we'll we'll pass it on. I feel a moral commitment to, to do that. Let's let's turn to, if we may, to the leadership that uh, is at atop all of this, if you will, the apex uh, leadership, the commander in chief himself. Uh, what what is the military's view? What is your view, most importantly, uh, right now, uh, of this commander in chief? Well, I don't. I don't think he's he's uh, up to the job. It seems to me that if you're the president, you can't even address the country without uh, cue cards and uh, you know cheat cards um, that you shouldn't be doing it. And I, I mean, he's not making a lot of the calls. We have to be honest with ourselves. And normally, I would hope that the people that surround the commander in chief are making good decisions, but they're obviously not either. And it's very frustrating for the military there. Um, if if basically, it, it, as far as what they're doing right now. And there are military troops getting, you know, in harm's way, and we're we're funding Ukraine basically on foreign policy. If Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are for it, it's probably a horrible idea. <laughs> and you have uh, historical evidence to support that that perspective. I, I agree a hundred percent. Well, you got to figure who was who was the only guy in the room that didn't want to approve the Bin Laden raid? It was Joe Biden. Yeah, and uh, and one of the few things that well, I'm not going to quote Obama, but Obama had uh, Joe Biden figured out. Oh, I know exactly what that quote is too, and I agree with him. <laughs> and uh, and speaking of Obama, many people say this is his third term. You don't suppose it's true? I I don't. Nothing surprises me anymore. And there is uh, uh, audio and video of President Obama saying if he could find a puppet. They could get out there on stage and he makes the calls behind the scene. He would go for a third term. And if you notice, when President Obama shows up at the White House, Biden's walking. President Biden is walking around like a lost dog. Nobody wants to shake his hand. And, and President Obama commands the room. And you have to admit, President Obama's good at that. And, and it's it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if guys like Barack Obama and Ron Klain are calling the shots with all the staffers. And I mean, they had a they had a, a, a Secret Service guy or somebody in the Easter Bunny outfit just to spin him around like a top so he wouldn't so the president god forbid talk to the press yeah exactly by the way i'll never forget that's one of those things that can't be unseen the easter bunny escorting the president across the lawn uh at the easter egg roll let's let's also consider if if we may this this uh, impaired president and this political environment and right now, there's a surge at the border. 10,000 illegal immigrants that we know of are coming across each day. That's an all-time record high. It's supposed to be more in the days and weeks ahead. But then I think about something you tweeted, which was, you, you know, you didn't go, and I'm going to paraphrase your tweet, but you didn't go overseas <laughs> to put up with this. I'll yeah. clean it up, BS. Uh -huh. uh, but... Here the BS is. I mean, we are in a heck of a mess when we can't. We send our SEALs, uh, our our military all over the world, as we've just talked about, but we won't defend our own border. I can't. The only it's got to be by uh, 
it's got to be by design. This is planned. And it, it ultimately comes down to can we get more voters for the Democratic Party? Because, um, I mean, both sides of the aisle, let's be honest, they, they care more about their party than they do about um, their constituents or, or the country itself. Uh, and so they're they're uh, I mean, the open border, though, it's it's not just uh, migrants fleeing oppression, which, you know, I feel for them, too. The open border is so dangerous because people from every country are coming here. And the fentanyl is not coming from the cartels. It's coming through the cartels from China because China knows if they can kill Americans that way, they can win. If, if China can dumb down our populace, when, when, when countries go to war, they're fighting military-aged men. That's it. If they And again, this goes back to the, the Soviet Union. If they can make our men weak, which if you've been to a college campus and seen those beta males, if you can kill them with, um, with fentanyl and then make sure they're young people, People are only learning news from TikTok. That's how you win a war. And China's playing the long game. So it's so frustrating to see the, the open border. And, and no one's being realistic about the national security threat. And, and as someone who, you know, Al-Qaeda and ISIS still don't like me. And if I was coming to get me, I might think about the southern border. So this concerns, I mean, I'm not worried about myself. I know how to use a shotgun. But this is this is a national security thing that they're not paying attention to. And, it, and But they're just, like everything else, they're making it political. How do we get reelected? How they get reelected, reappointed, uh, while 171 illegal immigrants from 171 countries coming across that border over the course of the past two years. That is, uh, to me, uh, a clear signal that we have problems brewing in this country, and they're just waiting for opportunities uh, that we undoubtedly will give them. What do you think? Well, yeah, that we're totally giving it to them, and not just the terrorist threat, but also uh, the the cartels love chaos, and you're starting to see more chaos in Texas. Uh, and it's, I mean, the, the media is going to spin it; they're going to spin everything that that it's their agenda. But you know, you got guys in trucks running over people at a bus stop. You got mass shootings. And, you know, they're going to say it's one side or the other, but the cartels love this stuff. And, and as long as we don't have our eye on what's actually happening and we're not telling the truth, they're making probably billions on human trafficking, on the drug trade, uh, on the violence. And and it's making them stronger. That's That hurts us. That hurts Mexico. That hurts Central America, which initially, I mean, it, it, it affects security all over the planet. It is a national security issue. We're talking with Rob O'Neill the host of the Operator Podcast, and Rob will uh, stay here with us on The Great America Show through this commercial break, as I hope you will. We'll be right back, and we're going to take up, why don't we hear more about those Mexican drug cartels? Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back. 
with Rob O'Neill. He's the host of the Operator Podcast. Rob, let's turn to the cartels. President Trump famously had been considering using military force against the cartels unilaterally, if necessary. These cartels have basically taken control of both sides of our southern border. Uh, and that's quite a a range because it's a 2,000-mile-long border. And in the south and to the north, people are afraid of the cartels. Your thoughts? Well, the, I mean, the cartels, are they're serious, and they're, they're essentially a very well-organized—several very well-organized terrorist organizations that— that people are afraid of and they and they use very very violent force and we i mean we've seen them all the way up to uh long island with uh, ms-13 um and i mean unfortunately the way you need to deal with them is possibly military force but nobody seems to want to do that they're they're shooting at our border agents with impunity i mean we send troops down there right now and they're not even sure if they can engage if they get shot at across a border that's obviously an international incident but the i mean the locals on both sides of the border in mexico they're so scared of the cartels they don't want to stand up to them because you've seen the awful stuff that uh that they do we, we saw recently an, an incident with some americans that crossed the mexican border to get surgery and i think they killed two of the four Right. And th those were cartel guys, but it was it, it was it raised so much attention to the the to us here in the United States. The cartels actually killed those guys and like left a note on them saying, "Hey, we're sorry about that one," because they they know that if they we we know what they're doing, but if they kind of keep it away from the American public, then there won't be the outrage. And that, that's how violent they are. They're going to kill their own. It's it's a it's like a um you know one of the uh, wild wild dogs in in Africa gets wounded, the rest of the dogs eat him because he's weak. Right. Well, and in this instance that you're describing, the cartels were upset because not because they killed the the Americans, but because they did so without orders and approval. And that was the great sin uh, for them. Yeah. Uh, and you're exactly right. Uh, the more that violence uh, impends, uh, uh, impedes uh, on American citizens, as it is right now in El Paso uh, and across the Texas border, Arizona, uh, New Mexico. Mexico, less less California, uh, there will be a reaction at some point, I think. But what surprises me, Rob, is that there's been very little outcry, very little outrage that we have, that this Biden administration has surrendered uh, our southern border and the properties north of that border to the cartels. Well, you don't hear any outcry until it, until it affects um, until it affects people they, like a lot of people in Martha's Vineyard didn't care about people in Texas until they bust a bunch of migrants, nonviolent migrants to Martha's Vineyard. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, not in my backyard. And then they're busting them out within 24 hours. And all they're saying is we're so happy to help you on your journey. It's like your journey. You're, you're just lying to yourselves. And it's, eventually it's going to affect everyone just like a lot of and not i mean even liberal policies but these leftist policies where it, look at look at defund the police and all of a sudden there's rampant violence and you got mayors like Lori lightfoot saying well anyone who said defund the police is way out of line it's like that was you 2020 that's all you said and now look at all the violence well it wasn't on my watch it's it's almost like if you own the media and you can say anything without ever being held your feet to the fire they're going to keep doing it, but eventually it's going to come home. The chickens come home to roost. And talking about 
Well, I, I would say uh, elite leadership and, and, and Laurie Lightfoot. Uh, we are watching a crime wave that uh, that's unprecedented across this country because of George Soros-sponsored district attorneys who will not, uh, you know, will not keep a, a felon in jail, uh, will not have to post bond, and will be released. And uh, and meanwhile, the the police department doesn't want to have to go to the trouble of arresting people who are not going to be prosecuted and communities are living in fear. Uh, this country, as you put it, the cartels love uh, chaos. So does the Marxist dim political party, it seems. Well, a lot of a lot of things are funded by George Soros and his people. A lot of the um, a lot of the um, the DAs are funded, but so are the activists that are on call and paid. Uh, as soon as something happens and they, they unleash the fury, you got people standing all over train tracks in New York City. And that's it's not because and these are these are these are people that are hired activists. I see them at uh, in front of news buildings in every every Tuesday in New York. They're paid there. They show up eight to five for 50 bucks a piece and then they leave and they're not sure what they're doing. But it's, speaking of New York, I have friends uh, that were. Uh, NYPD and some that are NYPD, some left because it's like, I'm not doing this job. This is ridiculous. And others that are there, not only are they not arresting criminals because they know they'll get let out that day, which they will, they know with all these videos, if they arrest them, they're going to get prosecuted. And then if a cop gets arrested for, for, uh, you know, beating up uh, or whatever police brutality is as the quote unquote police brutality, the criminal's going to get out and the cop's going to be the one in jail. It's like, it's not even worth it. And it, again, all by design, all, all funded by people that want, I mean, it, a lot of these people that love chaos know that the world is very, very strong with a strong America. But if we can bring them down, that beacon of freedom, you know, the, the whole great reset for the people that are actually in charge can can take over. Give us, if you will, your sense of where this country is right now with all the, the madness that is our society, uh, with the weakness that is our government. Uh, Give us a sense of where we are right now in the world, a, a national security perspective, geopolitical perspective uh, from your vantage point. Well, the issue is the lawmakers. I would say the people in charge, but that's giving them too much credit. The lawmakers are there for the dirty politics that gets them there. But I I travel a lot. I fly around this country. I give speeches. I give talks and stuff like that. And I talk to thousands of people a week personally, but we don't hear from them. But the majority of people are good. And B barring a couple issues, most of the people I talk to anyway are in agreement with a lot of the stuff. So the, the base of the country is there. Um, they're just not being heard from. And, and it's hard to get anything through when, again, with the controlled media. That they, OK, I'm stealing quotes, so I might as well, speaking of New York, steal one of Babe Ruth's. He said the loudest boos come from the cheapest seats. So we're hearing <laughs> from we're hearing from the loud people trying to cause chaos, especially I don't know if you go on Twitter, but that that's nothing but negativity. But when you get outside, like put the phone down, get outside, talk to neighbors. People are good and the country's good. And we're, we're there. It's just there are people in other places. A lot of them, not even citizens, just for some reason, trying to destroy this so they can get more personal power. More personal power. And nobody seeks it more than uh, than Joe Biden. Today, uh, J James Comer, with his investigative committee, the House Oversight Committee, releasing evidence of uh, the the export of $10 million to the Biden family just in one uh, transaction. Uh, it turned into multiple transactions, but one deal. 
it, what we're watching right now is the the validation by the House investigation that this is a crime family in the White House. Uh, I, I never dreamed that we would see something this bad, this pervasive uh, through our through the in the White House and throughout the federal government. In point of fact, it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Joe Biden's been um, in um, government for 50 years, so he's been making a government salary. How many multimillion dollar homes does he own? The proof's right there. You, you can't afford it on a salary like that. And then I, something that struck me as odd, and I don't even have a college degree, is that uh, there's, what, there's 15 or 20 different LLCs that they started so they could move money around. Mm -hmm. And to start an LLC is like eight bucks and one piece of paper. And the easiest place to set up an LLC is Delaware. I mean, even for a guy like me that was enlisted in the Navy, you can kind of see something's odd here. And all they need to do to, to get layered other than LLCs is just funnel the money through Hunter Biden and his associates. And it's, it's the most obvious thing in the world, but then uh, you know the 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 mainstream media just puts a shiny object up here. Hey, look at me, look at me, and then they they won't report it, and they'll flat out lie to you. And then you have like the White House press secretary that doesn't know what she's talking about, but that doesn't matter. And no one really pays attention to what's going on. But I mean, if I can see something that obvious with all these different LLCs, the state of Delaware, all the money, the fact that I mean, I I've been to Ukraine in the nineties, by far the most corrupt country on the planet, well, not on the planet, but definitely in Europe. And then all of a sudden, well, we're on the side of Ukraine. Why? Because maybe we're going to find something out. Well, we're going to find something out. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty clear that uh, the Biden family had a big interest in Ukraine. We know that it was we know as of uh, now, uh, thanks to the House Oversight Committee, that the Biden family were beneficiaries of uh, Romanian uh, and Chinese uh, interests. Yeah. Uh, we can't wait to see what other countries, and apparently there are quite a few other countries in which they had favored felons uh, with which to do business. Rob O'Neill, you are a, a terrific guest. We appreciate your generosity of time and your and your thoughts here today on The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. And we always give our guests uh, the last word, your concluding thoughts, if you will. Well, I, I, I'm just going to say thanks again, Lou, for having me. It's always wonderful to talk with you. Uh, you inspire me to quote somebody else. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what I'm, and I'm quoting you. So I think we've uh, we've reached a, at least a balanced uh, conclusion here. Uh, we appreciate you being with us. Thanks so much, Rob O'Neill. Thanks, Lou. Rob O'Neill, host of the Operator Podcast, and truly a great American. That's it for us today. Thanks for being with us. Our guest tomorrow, right here on the Great America Show, will be former National Security Agency senior intelligence officer and whistleblower Russ Tice. We hope you'll join us. Until then, thanks, God bless you, may God bless America.